from Leader in Me Studios, I'm Molly Garcia. This is The Empowering Teacher. Welcome, everyone. We've certainly experienced over the past two years in education that often what we thought the year would look like isn't anything close to reality. As empowering teachers, we've learned some valuable lessons along the way, lessons that are rooted in perseverance, grit, and the need to hold on to hope. So how do we wholeheartedly embrace the possibilities of the new year when things can change at the drop of a hat? Today, we jump into conversation with our very own thought leader and Leader in Me Global Ambassador, Muriel Summers. Muriel, thank you for spending some time with us as we ring in this new year with our empowering educators. Molly, I am so honored to be here. And when I think about the most exciting times during a school year, certainly the opening of school is one of those. So again, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be here today. Yeah, I I think of new year means new possibilities. And that's why I would love for our conversation to start today um, as we look at this upcoming school year. And in reality, say with perhaps the shadow of the past two years, what would you share with our powerful teachers who are heading into another year of impacting young lives? Well, first of all, I want to express my sincere gratitude and appreciation for the sacrifices that our teachers have made over the past couple of years. They are truly heroes and heroines in this whole two years of a whirlwind. But I am excited to think that perhaps we've learned so much as a result of what we've been through and we're out of the storm and we're moving toward um, a new year, a new beginning, new possibilities. And along with the many lessons that have been learned as a result of this journey that we have been on. But I can't say enough about just how incredible our teachers are. And and they are every single day, but what they have endured and what they have stuck with uh, on behalf of our children is nothing less than just heroic. Yeah, I think incredible and heroic are just impeccable words to describe our amazing educators. You know, Mira, I can think back to a very specific moment. It was the beginning of 2020, the school year when everything was just, you know, new to us and we were trying to just navigate through it. And you shared four important elements for us to consider. It was be present, be proactive, be positive, and be prepared. And those still seem to be relevant today. Can you say more about those for our listeners? You know, I can. I I think that when we think about what what do we need to do, what do we need to stop doing, and what do we need to start doing, and what do we need to continue to do? And, you know, when you think of the gift that the seven habits gives us, it gives us everything that we need to navigate whatever may come our way. And as much as I think we would all like to think this will be hopefully the last crisis that we go through to this degree. It probably won't be. Mm-hmm. And so what have we learned from this? And what do we need to lean into? And what do we need to have in our backpack or our toolkit to help us whenever we're faced with these challenges? 
And I go always go back to we have everything we need to help us. And that is through the, the seven habits of being proactive, you know, putting first things first, beginning with the end in mind, being present, be in the moment, know what to give your energy to and what not to give your energy to. So we have what we need. And I feel that's one of the our life's greatest gifts, if you will, is having this knowledge and then applying what we do know um, to help us get through the best of times and through the most challenging of times. Yeah, I love that. Just that recognition of knowing that we have what we need inside and to lean into those habits, Muriel, to see those as the strategies and the skills that are going to help us navigate through, like you said, we hope that we don't have a crisis to this degree and the reality that it may and and that we do have what we need um, within the seven habits. So how do we help our empowering educators just reset and recalibrate in a classroom where things are going to change at the drop of a hat? Well, you know, I think the most important thing I want our teachers to know and to be reminded of just how wonderful and incredible they are. And I don't think we often think about our own gifts and, you know, what we do, the courage that has been shown, the tenacity that they have demonstrated day in and day out. And I, I want them to step back and reflect on what they did accomplish and knowing that they accomplished one of the highest mountains we have ever had to climb in education. And they are still here to talk about it. I'm reading a book now, The Five Choices. And in this book, it it tells us to act on the important and don't react to the urgent. The second thing they tell us to do is go for the extraordinary and don't settle for the ordinary. To schedule your big rocks and don't get caught up in the gravel. You know, we sometimes refer to the big rocks as our wigs and the gravel as the, you know, pigs, the pretty important things, but staying focused on what's most important and fuel your fire. You know, what are you the most passionate about? Where are you going to give your energy this year so that you don't burn out and focusing on what is most important? And don't get caught up in the little things. Don't sweat the small stuff because we do give so much of our energy to things often that don't matter um, so much. So that would be what I would say to our teachers is to not forget how incredible you are, what you've achieved, and then focus on a plan for how you can be the most effective moving into this new school year. What do you need to let go of? And what do you need to embrace to be all that you can be in a very balanced kind of life? Oh, goodness gracious, Mary, as you're talking, I'm soaking up your words. And I have this visual in my head of leaning back in reflection is what I'm hearing. So lean back in reflection and think about the impact that they are having and then lean forward and embrace those questions that you talked about of, you know, staying focused on the important and looking at the things to set your big rocks for what we're going after. It just reminds me of let's lean back in reflection and embrace those reflective questions so that we know our next steps. And 
And I have, you know, I, I always think to myself, how do we bring this to the number one indicator of student success, our teachers? And how do we help support our teachers model this for our students to build that resilience? What, what recommendations would you have when it comes to modeling this for our students to help support them in building resilience? You know, I think there, there are a lot of things. And we know that modeling um, is one of the best ways that our children learn this work. And I know that on the days that I went into school where uh, I may not have been as prepared as I normally was, the day just didn't go right. Yeah. Um, so I think when we think about what causes us immense stress, it typically falls back on not being as prepared or as planned. Mm -hmm. So whatever triggers your stress would be what I would say to try to avoid because children know when we're stressed and they pick up on that. And on the days that I was the most stressed as a teacher or a principal, it it just sort of like was a ripple effect throughout my classroom, throughout the school. Things just didn't go as well as they normally would. So modeling, staying calm, practicing the seven habits, living those, recognizing that there are going to be days when you're not going to be on your A game. That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. But trying to be on it as much as you possibly can by using what's in your toolkit to help you do those things. Recognizing that stress doesn't do any of us any good. And so practicing techniques of deep breathing, exercising, whatever it is that helps you bring that balance. Don't let that be what you put um, to the side when everything seems to be mounding on top of one another. Let that be the main thing that you do and everything else will fall in place a lot easier when you take care of yourself first. Oh, there's there's so much life into what you just said, Meryl, because I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing the foundation, um, an important message for our listeners, for our educators, is to take care of self, to be in that space where you are calm, intentional so that you can model. And what we're modeling, what I'm hearing you say is the tools we have, which is the seven habits for highly effective people. It, it, it there's so there's some beauty in just what you shared and the simplicity of it of not making it oh there's this checklist of all these things that I've got to do to make sure I'm aiming but really it's centered around let's ourselves take in what we need to be calm and to be ready and to minimize that stress that can be we can be surrounded with thank you for that we wouldn't be the empowering teacher podcast Meryl, if we didn't talk about the power of paradigms. Talk us through how we can lean into the power of paradigms when we find ourselves saying, okay, here we go again, another change. Or, you know, this was a reality last year where teachers were, they were just exhausted from having to cover classes because there just wasn't a sub in sight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a challenging time and I am not going to pretend that it's not. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when I think about how stretched educators have been, you know, it's it's hard to bounce back from a lot of that unless you do 
you know, take care of yourself and, and really recognize that you can only do so much. And educators have the biggest hearts in the world and they carry a lot of baggage in the sense of carrying other people's baggage, their children's baggage, their parents' baggage, their colleagues' baggage. And I don't mean baggage in a negative Mm -hmm. sense of the word. They're very caring and compassionate and they want to help. And that's so admirable. But when you think about how do you take care of you? It's like, you know, you hear on the plane, you put the oxygen mask on yourself first. That would be what I would say is to recognize that you can only do so much. You can only give so much. And being able to give your best requires you, honestly, to put these habits into play. And to really, again, lean into them. Dr. Covey always said they're at their best when we're faced with our greatest challenges. In my new role, I have learned to know what to say yes to and what I need to say no to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do that very well as a principal. And I didn't do that very well as a teacher. Also, where do you give your best energy? And I would say, it's got to be your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be your, your yeah. what matters most to you. And that's hard. But trying to find that, that balance, knowing what you can do, what can you control, what, can you can't, what can't you control, working within that circle of influence. You know, the paradigms are powerful. How do you shift your paradigm to know that you can only do so much and give so much to be the very best that you can be. So you can give your best to others. That would be what I would say, you know, work from the inside out, reevaluate your priorities, reevaluate what you're able to do. Relook at your time to put you first, even if it means getting up, And exercising before school or saying, I got to have me time, family. Give me an hour. Give me an hour to decompress. And I want to be the best I can be for you when I get home. We've got to put some of those boundaries in place for ourselves so that we can give our best to those who matter most to us. Yeah, I love, I'm going to hang on to that word boundaries as you're navigating through that, just realizing um, those boundaries that are going to help us protect our time and the things that are most valuable, the most important. Mira, I know that you believe this wholeheartedly that our educators are the, they are the reasons why our students are successful. Mm-hmm. They are the difference makers. They are the transition people for our students. Thinking about you know, the strategies that you just shared with us as opportunity to create those boundaries. What is like, what can our teachers do daily to keep in the forefront of their minds, you know, when they hit that season of feeling overwhelmed or, you know, I hear this a lot in coaching, they feel like they should be doing more. What is that one thing that they can do daily um, to keep that in the forefront of their minds to know just how impactful they are and what a difference they are making? You know, I, in this new role that I'm in, I'm often asking audiences, who is one of the most influential people in your life? 
that made such a difference. First, it's their family, typically, and and a, a very second to that is a teacher. And I hope that teachers will journal, that they will take time to pause, to just really think about what happened that day that was so impactful and made a difference in the life of a child. You know, I, I don't think we understand just how much a smile, a hug, a pat on the back, the aff- affirmations teachers give students every day are just part of who they are. But in many cases, it's what makes a difference in the life of a child more than they can ever, ever imagine. I want them to, to know that that they are, I could cry, mm-hmm. they're our hope. Yes. Yeah. They are going to be the ones who make the greatest difference in the direction we're going in as a world. What they say, what they do, what they instill, what they model, what they affirm, what they validate, those are the things that our students remember the most, loving them, recognizing them, and and teachers loving themselves and recognizing their worth and potential. You know, we need to do a better job, I'll just say it, as <laughs> at school administrators, as parents, as friends of teachers, family you know, members that we have who are teachers, of reminding them just how amazing they are. I was on a call yesterday and I was thanking someone for what they were doing to help me. And they said, how could we ever not thank our teachers enough? And these were her exact words. She said, I could never do the job of a teacher ever, ever, ever. And if I can in some small way do something to help a teacher. And she's talking to me about my career as a teacher. I want to do it because I can't imagine where our world would be, where any of us would be if it weren't for a teacher. So I want teachers to step back every day and say, good job, good job. Good job to them. Good job. Write words down that are adjectives that describe themselves. I would Someone gave me a gift of that. I have it on a little chest in my bathroom. And I look at that as I get ready every day. I think, you know, maybe I am okay. Maybe I am kind. (laughs) Maybe all these adjectives that were listed in honor of my 60th birthday. And that means a lot to me. And I want teachers to write down, and I want the listeners who are not teachers to say, today I'm going to thank a teacher. It should be our job every day to thank teachers. And I I hope that they will thank themselves and reflect on how wonderful they are and how much our children need them. They're, They're going to be people who will remember our teachers as making such a difference in their lives. And I want them to remember that they are touching the hearts and leaving their heart print on the lives of every single child that graces their door every single day, every single year that they're in education. 
and they're going to remember the heart print that that our teachers leave. Muriel, <laughs> thank you. Oh, that was absolutely beautiful. And the word that keeps on flashing in my mind as you're speaking is just hope. Mm. Um, you have certainly just been a, a, just a breath of life into um, the, the work of our teachers. And truly, I want to thank you for shining the light on the impact that our educators have with every single student they get to serve. Thank you for that. That is just, um, it, it just it's, it's a, a breath of inspiration and we are so grateful to you and what you bring with us every time we get a chance to talk to you. I do want to switch gears just a little bit here into a segment that our teachers love. We call it the What Would Muriel Do? Short words of wisdom from you for our teachers. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This is, I've been waiting for these two questions. The first one is, what do we do when we're faced with that feeling of imbalance? You know, I think we step back and the first thing is to recognize that you're out of balance. Mm -hmm. The second thing is to do something about it, not to put it off, not to wait for a better day or when you have more time in the moment you feel that you're out of balance, do something to get yourself back in check. Because the more we wait to feel balanced, (laughs) the more we're getting out of balance. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay. What do you do daily to come back to your why? I look at photographs of my own children, which are are really my why for why I do everything that I do and have done. I will read a note from a child. Um, I'll look at pictures of children that I am meeting in different parts of the country right now. And it centers me. It reminds me of why I do what I do. Yeah, I love that. And what do you do to stay in your circle of influence? I recognize what I can control. And I also think about what could I influence. And I give my energy to those two things. What can I control? What can I influence? And what do I back away from that I don't need to give my best energy to? I love that. Those are so practical, Mira. I'm literally writing them all down myself. Thank you for those words of wisdom. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Everyone will be right back with some more greatness from Muriel in just a moment. Are you interested in tapping into one resource that can fuel your morning meeting discussions or help to get your students talking and learning about each other at the start of the year? I'm Camille Johnson, leader and me coach and consultant from California. One of the most valued resources used by schools are the Habit Chat Cards. Habit Chat Cards are a great way to connect the seven habits and the five core paradigms through reflective conversation starters with 50 questions that can be used for journal prompts, morning meetings, restorative circles, and so much more. I encourage you to take a few minutes to check out our Habit Chat cards on leaderandme.com. Welcome to the Paradigm Pause. It can be so easy for us as educators to gravitate towards feeling like we're just not enough a space where we can feel like we should be doing more for our students, even when we're physically and emotionally drained. Muriel invites us today to embrace the power from within, 
a mindset that reminds us that we are the difference makers, the hope in our profession, and the influence our students need to change the world. If we want our students to be their best, to believe in themselves, we've got to do the same. It starts with us. Muriel defines us as owning our gifts and talents, understanding the incredible impact we have with those around us and remembering to take care of ourselves. These intentional big rocks set healthy boundaries that allow us to fuel our fire without extinguishing it. As empowering teachers, loving and believing in our students is what we do best. Let's all take the new year and intentionally do the same for ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. We always end our podcast episode with one doable action step or strategy that the empowering teacher can take right back to the classroom. So keeping our focus on embracing all the possibilities of the new year, change and all, Mira, what is one thing that our teachers can move forward with today that will have a big impact in the upcoming school year? I think planning their days so that, um, and, and to refer back to the quadrants, so that they are making time every day for their family, for their friends, um, that they're building time in for them, scheduling those big rocks every day. Um, and one of those big rocks is about making it about them. Yeah. What's gonna, what can they do that day that will help them be the best that they can be? Scheduling out your week is one of my key secrets to making sure that I'm making time every day for those things that matter the most to me, whether it's picking up a phone, whether it's taking a walk, whether it, and you know, I'm living a very busy life right now, but I am determined not to lose relationships that I have with those that matter most and figuring out what I need to do to keep that intact. I love that. Listeners, you heard that. You are a big rock. Let's be intentional. Let's make sure that we are taking space for ourselves. Meryl, thank you for sharing your genius with us today. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners. Keep shining. You've got this.